on the new Bay Hub podcast. Get, get, get the deep Bay Area vibe. Bay, 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 Bay Hub podcast. Let's go! Two Bay Area guys, Domingo and Neil. This is it. This is it. Hey everybody, this is DJ Hella Good with the Bay Hub Podcast. This is part two of three with Jeremy Castro. And um, again, this is at the shop. Um, and he gets deep, deep into uh, the brand marinade um, meaning and definition. So enjoy. Brand marinade is, is sort of my tribute to everybody. You know, like, because really what I think I do every day is I just help other people communicate and connect with other people. Like, yeah. that's all I try to do. Like, I mean, just on the note of, like, I sent I sent a package out today. Chris, did that package get out today? You know which one. What's up? Chappelle. Yep. Yeah. So, Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle. <laughs> so, I get a call <clears throat> from... <laughs> Well, it's a series of people that kind of get that where it gets to me. A guy named Kenshin, a guy named Prince, and then a guy named Jamal, and a guy named Saifa. Right? Do you know? Like, like, it's a it's a series of sort of relationships, and I'm just a couple of these guys I'm just meeting. Okay. But somehow my my you know when when somebody needs something somehow it's my name and phone number that gets that nice. gets passed right. Nice. And so, this guy named Saifa sounds. Cypher sounds. Yeah, you know who that is. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll, so okay. Good. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's old school. So this is this is how dumb I am to the world sometimes, right? Wow. So oh, sure. I'm on the phone with Cypher Sounds yesterday, and you know we're gonna help him out. He's like, man, I've always wanted to get into clothing, and you know everybody's always trying to sell me on this and this, and we try this, and it's all this like pipe dream here, pipe dream there, and nothing ever really works out. Right. And he's like. Jeremy, every, you know, everybody's telling me that, like, you know, you got some secret sauce, right? Like the, the, sauce. the, the brand marinade, right? Yeah. That's what we are. We're a little bit of a secret sauce. And so, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to, and again, I don't really know much about who he is outside of, like, I've said, like, I said his name to you and you know exactly who yeah. he is. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a sort of how things typically go with me when I'm talking to some folks. Like, it takes me, like, Little B was here a couple minutes. You didn't, you really yeah. know who his name was, but he does that song, Vans, by the pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's his yeah. song. Yeah, I yeah. have it. Old, yeah, old school. <laughs> and he, and I didn't really know who he is, and I start talking to people. They're like, damn, right. Little B? Right. And, you know, and I'm learning a little bit, and I'm listening to his music. I'm like, damn, how did I not hear this dude, right? Right. But at the same time, I think it's part because... I kind of only listen to music from the 60s. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm still stuck in, like, I'm right. just stuck in some You're gravitated old, to that vibe. Some old school sh- stuff, right? Yeah. And so, so, Cypher Sounds <laughs> is on the, I'm on the phone with him. And we're going to do all of his merchandise and, you know, Ooh. like, set up this program for him. And I'm, you know, telling him, like, yo, it's not about hitting home runs. Let's just take, you got to take a lot of swings. got to take swings. And when you take a swing, you don't always want to hit for the fences, like, you know, if you're going up trying to hit a home run every time, you're probably going to strike out most yeah. of the time. Uh, yeah. So it's all about making contact, you know, just using these, like, sports analogies. And, <laughs> and he's like, yo, I'm not, I don't even know much about sports, but I get it. He's like, we don't need to try to, like, kill it every time. And I'm like, you know, that's, and I was like, that's kind of the program we're building is it's really a long-term relationship we're trying to build so I can get to understand who you are, what you're doing, what you want to do. And then what we do is we start finding the right opportunities and when the right opportunities come up, we're ready to pounce on them, right? And we're ready to activate it. We're ready to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I was like, hey, how about this? As a uh, as a token of my just downness to help you, I was like, how about I print you up 100 shirts right now, and I'll just send them to you, and you can do whatever you want with them. Because I want you to get a feeling. I want you to feel what you could do with t-shirts where it's not about money Mm -hmm. it's about making connections with people and and spreading a message that you want to share yeah and he's like yo dude like that is so dope and kind of you i don't like to take free stuff but you know if you're going to offer this to me i'm uh, just i'll i got your i got you like he's like my you know my word is my word is my word you ask anybody around if i owe you something i'm going to get you and i was like all right cool it's all good i'll print up 100 shirts we're still talking and meanwhile the conversation kind of shifts and he's like hold on hold on hey so how about this how about you do 50 shirts for me and then he's like dude so dave chappelle's got a uh, 
um, a nurse that travels with us everywhere, and they're in, they're all in Austin right now, right? Okay. So Cypher Sound was calling me from Austin. Crazy. And, it, and Dave Chappelle's doing a show there, and he's like, he's got a nurse with him. They're testing everybody that comes even close to him. Everybody's getting tested, 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 tested. And he's like, we've been talking about doing this shirt where it has a Chappelle C, and it says COVID-free 2020. And he's like, maybe we can give these out to all the people that are at the show next week while we're in Austin. And I was like, done. I was like, <laughs> I'm on I was it. like, dude, hold I'm on, on hold on. I get to print a Dave Chappelle shirt. I was like, that's like a bucket list for right. me. Yeah, I right. was like, dude, this is like, I'm in. Damn. So for the last two days, we've been like two days. Uh, Did you talk to him? I didn't talk. You, no, I haven't talked to him. You. But, but you will. You're oh, you oh, will. will. Oh, yeah, will. you're so, definitely. And then gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a little bit of like the because this is sort of the brand marinade plug session of things, and really. It's going to go back to relationships is what I'm going to bring it back to, right? Nice. So I'm about to get some shirts on Dave Chappelle. Crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see his name right there oh, behind yeah. Oh, yeah. on the board, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's some other names on here, too. Like, Cypher like, Sounds. Yeah, Cypher Sounds. Yeah. Roland. Roland. Yeah. Like, Savs. Yeah. You're doing Savs. Yeah. Okay. You know Dude, what? Dude, you're in that mix. I, I've yeah. been dying to ask you this number. <laughs> like, all right. You... You're climbing this beautiful ladder, right? <laughs> this is a beautiful uh, ladder. Uh, you just name down. You right, and you're looking <laughs> down, and it all always started that. You know, every ladder has that one step, right? Mm-hmm. So, what gave you the idea to start doing this business? Because so, I got another question that yeah. follows it, but what gave yeah, you the idea? <clears throat> so let me. So the this is. You know, they call it the origin story in the world. Right, like right, if you're right. like in some startup tech company, you're like, so what's your origin story? Yeah. And so mine goes back to when I was teaching algebra at Alameda High. And it even goes back further than that, but this is like my, my moment, right? Yeah. I was teaching and just, you know, teachers don't make a lot of money. And I'm a bit of a, like, I like to keep busy. So I lived at a, a live-work warehouse on 23rd, the 1080 studio, 1080 lofts. Mm. Like oh, 1080 lofts. 1080 lofts, yeah. right? Yeah. So I had a dope loft. Me and Erico were living in that nice. spot while I was teaching. <laughs> and my uncle bestowed upon me a, a screen printing machine that w- once lived in San Quentin Prison, which is crazy. Like, so that's a handmade it's a hand, one. old school hand screen printing machine that was, its first home was inside a San Quentin Prison, which is great, <laughs> which is dope, right? It was, this, it, was this, it was this education program that they were doing where they were teaching inmates how to print t-shirts. Tight. So when they get out, they would have a skill and potentially right, take that right. skill and um, and bring it in, you know, have, be able to jump into the workforce. And when the, he ended up stopping doing that, like he had his machine sitting somewhere and I convinced him to give it to me. I had a warehouse. Um, somebody came and installed some electricity. So I my side hustle as a teacher was printing t-shirts and I was always a creative expression I'm not a I'm not a artist but I like to enable and empower artists and mm-hmm. by screen printing that gave me an opportunity to do that right Dope. and so when I was teaching somehow you know I'm, a, I'm also a hustler so I'm like finding all the everybody that needs t-shirts you know whatever like the first batch I did was probably because I was also the black student union advisor when I was teaching because nice. all the kids said Castro you're the closest to a black teacher we got right because wow. there, there was no one Mom was, and Italian yeah that's there was, what yeah exactly <laughs> there, there was not there was not one black teacher at the school that's crazy um, coach B uh, Stephen Burnett was the only he was the only black staff member and he was just like the security guard kind of like you know in basketball wow. coach or wow. something and so they needed somebody that can that can that was a faculty member, um, a teacher, that can preside over their club so they could be an official club. So long story short, I was the black student union advisor, <laughs> and of course I'm like, well, we got to do T-shirts. So I did, and I just literally found the T-shirt design I did for them. So it was nice. probably one of my first designs. Nice. And then from there, I did I did the badminton team, the baseball team, the basketball okay. team, this, 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 this. You're in the Printing system. T-shirts. Oh, no, it was, it was definitely not in the system. Oh, you were was, on the outside. Oh, it was okay. just all the kids were coming to me like, hey, we need T-shirts for our club. We need, And I was designing Perfect. them. You were like Master P doing it out your trunk. Dude. Basically. You know? <laughs> and so everybody got T-shirts from me. Made a couple bucks, too, so that was nice. And I printed them all myself. Um, Chris, who's my partner in this business, he's the one that was burning all my screens because his parents literally in the front building here were like this building. Chris... His family's been in this building. They're not here anymore, but he's been in this building and his family collectively since, I want to say like 1972 or something Dang, like that. Wow. So we've been in this, literally this building wow. in one way, shape or form for a long time. 
<clears throat> so it was school spirit week in 2003 probably and school spirit week is like monday is this spirit day tuesday is this spirit day friday was where where w-e-a-r your school spirit day okay so the day was where it right and i'm my classroom remember the um the old weight room at alameda high yeah in the old building and that's where my classroom was the okay. weight room became my classroom. It used to be the boiler room. Then it became the weight room. That's right. Then it became Mr. Castro's algebra class. <laughs> and and I only taught there for two and a half years. And so on that day, one of my kids, and it was this kid named Chris, he runs down in my class. He's like, yo, Castro, Castro, you got to come outside, man. You got to come outside. I'm like, what's up, Chris? He's like, everybody's wearing your shirts. That's crazy. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, everybody's wearing your shirts. You got to come look. So I go outside and I go walk from, you know, the, the downstairs all the way to the center, to the circle area. Yeah, yeah. And I just like walked and it's like, all I looked left, the, I looked right. All the work. Everywhere. And I was like, every kid chose to wear something that I designed and I printed on the day they wanted to express their pride. That's badass. Yeah. And I was like, when I felt that, I was like. That's it. I was like how do I chase this? Right. How do I chase this high for the rest of my life? Yeah. Right? And then, so then I ended up going to get my business degree. I went to get an MBA. And was for science though, right? Your, What's that? Wasn't your... My uh, my initial degree was in science. I was a, right. a cognitive science was my my college degree, but I was a, always a math guy. Right, right? okay. So That's math, what I was trying to figure yeah, yeah, that yeah. out. So math, math was always my love. Like, I love math, the numbers and, you know, yeah. the, the, the game of uh, problem solving and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And so I was I was teaching math, but that was just because, like, long you know, I moved back into Alameda when I was, like, 24 after college and starting a software company and moved back with my tail between my legs because the dot-com crash happened. Damn. Our startup lost all our money. Lived with my parents. I was all, like, depressed and sad in oh. 2001. Yeah. Um, Damn. And there was a teaching position at Alameda High, and Miss Sherritt was the was the principal yeah. and my mom's like yo Jeremy there's a math teaching job you need to get a job and you should go be a teacher <laughs> so I went we you get know. tired yeah. of yeah, you yeah. putting yeah. your name on the orange juice yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. so I went <laughs> so exactly I was living with my mom and dad and, oh, yeah. and, and I was depressed it's and a whatever. bad look dude yeah so the origin story was that like I, was, I decided it was time to chase pride you know and, and it wasn't my pride it was chasing how, how I could Im- enable other people to have pride yeah. right like what can i do and i think i found that t-shirts was the way that i can do it because t-shirts inevitably are something that people wear for a reason or people want to get it made for a reason and typically the reason it revolves around some sort of sense of pride right it's like if you're it, let's say you're on a baseball team or something and you put a jersey on mm-hmm. like you're always taught that that jersey is like you have pride in that jersey uh, yeah it, the right. team that wears that jersey has pride and that there's means that I have pride involved. in you. Yeah, there's right. history, right? And so so I think that the t-shirts has been that sort of outlet for me to figure out how I can contribute to that sort of ongoing sense of pride. Um, so that's what I do, that's right? Dope. And so like even with si- like Sypha Sounds, like <laughs> the shirt we did for him said, I'm very famous in New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it turns out the dude is very famous in New York. <laughs> Because he was on the radio for hella years in New York. <laughs> but he walks right? around in the yeah. country. People don't know who yeah. he is. That's and so, so funny. So then the story, sort of, just to sort of get back to this like this this Dave Chappelle thing, right? Because this is sort of how my life works, seeing all the stuff on the board. So Cypher is like, and I just met him on the phone. And I offered him some t-shirts. And, and he's like, so, you know, oh, we got to do these for Dave. And I was like, just the sense of excitement, yeah, right? Like, right. that's what I was hoping to provoke because I'm like, yo, like, I can teach you how to use t-shirts in a way where it's not about selling them, it's not about making money on them, it's about something more deeper rooted than that, mm-hmm. and if you get deeper rooted in that, of course people are going to pay for them, yeah. like, because they're, how are you going to get a t-shirt, you're either going to, like, somebody's going to give it to you, you're going to buy it, 
maybe it's you know a free giveaway or something like that at a Warriors well, game, meaning. or you're gonna steal it or yeah. something, right? Or there's meaning like, or a story yeah. or something that yeah. represents you. It's kind of like a Care Bear stare, mm. you know? <laughs> you wear it with yeah. pride, and it's like boom. And you're wearing like I'm looking at you, what you're wearing right now, dude. Like you yeah. got your hand, you know, a hand over your heart, right? Like right, has you know, meaning. Yeah, and, and that's and I feel like that's that's what I hope to do with everybody that I work with, right? Is like how can I do that? And so then. So the bringing things full circle, like funny style. So I had a conversation on Tuesday night with a woman named Sunny in Dubai. Right? Whoa. Damn. Well, she's also the person managing damn. some of the projects that, that somebody known as Yasin Bey is doing, right? Most deaf. Most deaf. And I was on a call with Most Deaf cut like no two way. months ago. Oh, God. Yeah. Dude, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's so yeah, and Good so shit. and we're 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 in the process of building most uh, Yasin's new site. Shut and, up. He's, he's gonna release all his all his music now. Like he's been over the last couple of years, he's yeah. been oh, he's been reacquiring banned, right? reacquiring all of his his, old his, catalog? his catalog. And I think there's only three albums that he doesn't have. I think it's Black on Both Sides. Damn it. It's magic or what's the magic? Magic, and then there's one other. I think. Uh, it starts with a T, I think. I can't remember what the other. There's three. Yeah. That are going to be on streaming platforms. The rest of them, he's going to put on Patreon. Is he going to put any new ones out? Oh, dude, he said he's got like eight albums. No way. That's good (laughs) shit, dude. He's like, dude. He's living. He's living in Barcelona. He's kicking it. His son's like skateboarding. He's like working with a couple artists that he just. I guess he just went and like DJ. He DJ. He, he DJed the other day in a room where there's only like five people, like you know, yeah. like in Barcelona, and he's 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 wanted to get, he wanted like some specific shoes and he couldn't find them anywhere, so he met this old, like I think he said this, he's in Barcelona, but some old Argentinian guy, like a cobbler, so he's teaching him how to make shoes, <laughs> and he said this guy can make shoes with only five tools, and like. So I get, you know, I'm having these conversations with him. We're trying to figure out how to like build this website where he can use, use it as his like, like almost like curating stuff that he likes, right? So he's like, sometimes it might be t-shirts. Sometimes he's doing a collaboration with somebody on some sunglasses or it might okay. be these shoes he's making with this cobbler. Okay, so it's just and, not t-shirts. It's yeah, every, yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like be, a span. And, of and, and this is going to be the home of where all this stuff ends up is here, Jesus. right? So it's all going to, and we're going to do all the shipping, customer support, this designing, production. Yeah, it's, it's trippy, right? And so, like when I'm talking to, to Yasin, of course, Dave Chappelle's name comes up you know, several of times. Of course, they're, they're like, linked. They're like, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. linked up. And Very then, close. Mad linked up. And so then the the irony is is that I'm now gonna printing some shirts and I'm sending to Dave Chappelle, totally independent yeah. of anything I'm doing with Yasin, right? So like, and I look at the way these worlds are colliding, and then the, there's another sort of like third element. Like if you've been following anything I do, like we have these hats that um seven have the seven, right? <clears throat> and that's my friend. He goes by Set Free, right? And he's uh he's like one of my favorite people in the world like we live we met each other in philly and he's kind of living in mexico right now kind of avoided the covid stuff what is he doing? he's a <laughs> what is he like he's a he's, he's a he's a he's a cultural connector like his brand is called the compound right yeah okay and, yeah. and what the compound is, is is the idea that you bring things together right compound is you take one thing here one thing here you put it together it becomes a compound mm-hmm Free is always he, he's he's the guy that started the N1 mixtape. If you're familiar, oh, with wow. yeah, like he literally he was the dude on the court. Damn. Hey, this you know like the dude yeah I can't even like imitate him. Like, right. he well, try it again. Like because he was screaming, screaming. maybe screaming. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. And he was the dude that, like he Crazy. put together the mixtape itself. Like he actually was uh, one of the producers on um, on most defs like uh, Black on Both Sides or wait which one was it like. Trying to think, what was Moses' first album? Uh, Whatever the first one is, I'm just I can picture the album itself. Well, no, it's Black on both yeah. sides, and then yeah, because he had um. I had, think I just think of the had, album uh, cover. Black Star. Yeah, so that yeah, so it was Black on both sides. So yeah. I think Free was part of that production team on that. Damn. And so the and I got a hold of Mos Yasin, not through my relationship with Free, and Free and Mos are like best friends just like most and Chappelle are best friends right, right. I got connected with most through this project through Patreon 
because I got a friend at Patreon, and they're like, hey, we got, you know, Yasin Bey, he, you know, he wants to release all his music on Patreon, and we can't do all his merch because we don't have a program, and so they call me. They called you. And I was like, cracking up, right? And then I get on the phone with this woman, Sunny, who's helping most do all this stuff, and turns out that Sonny and I have a good friend in common in Dubai. No way. <laughs> yeah, named Nima. And like I have Nima's book over there, right? And like and I and, and just to bring things back, it's like it's it's relationships yeah. at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, right? Yeah. Like and it's and I think that to me the 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 I think cuz you were you were talking me up in the beginning, right? You're like, "Oh, you know, your career or whatever," right? And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, like I'm also I've also failed a bunch of times too, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm you know, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that I'm always even close to failure here, mm-hmm. right? Like, we what got, do you mean by that? Failure is like... No, but when you say here... Like, here... I mean, you like, obviously, it's going smooth. And I, well, I, know, yeah, I understand... Yeah, no, the appearances are one thing, right? Right, it's and just, I understand, yeah. like, you got your good, you got your bad days. Yeah. But, what do you mean, like... Like, fa- failures, yeah. failure in the game of, I think, what I'm doing, it's all about cash flow, right? right. Ca- cash flow is the name of the game. Like I have an overhead here that cost me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. Damn. Yeah, it's hard. Damn. I have to print a lot of goddamn t-shirts every yeah, month. Yeah, to, to make it. And you have and and I've got, you know, twenty-something full-time people here and. Damn. And you know I'm trying to preach this philosophy of, um, one compassion. I'm trying to build a team of people that, are compassionate in general. So like sort of a prerequisite to even be on this team that mm-hmm. you have to have a sense of compassion in you because I think that in the end what we're really trying to build is a is a team of people whose goal is to help each other get through all the shit we get through we have to go through every day support you know? systems yeah like like why aren't businesses built in a way where we because we're with each other Every single so day. So much um, every yeah. day. That's more are, than our families. Yeah. Right. Why are the relationships usually hollow? Yeah. Why are they not really built on a foundation like the friendship that you guys have being people that know each other from your neighborhood or something? It's like, why are work relationships professional? You know? And I think what it is, it gives you an excuse to make bad decisions or to, to do something immoral. Because you're like, oh, it's just business. Oh, oh. you know, I'm just, those being, guys. I'm just being professional. Uh-huh. It's yeah. like, oh, that means you could be a scumbag. Okay, <laughs> you know, like I see. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the separation or, between yeah. the two. Yeah, there's not, there's not like this family you know community. Yeah. Although uh, they are, though, that's the thing. Like when they happen, mm-hmm. like you have friends forever. They're family. Yeah. You know, and like, like you said, like I see these guys more than I see my, yeah. my own family. And the, the challenge, though, and this is to sort of get back to your question, <clears> is like. You know, like I had to make like 2020 is a crazy year. Okay. Like I, you know, like there's I got some good stuff on this board, For and this sure. is just the this is just the stuff that was due today. <laughs> Damn! Like, like wow! That's, that's just the rush stuff. Like the Doty one, that's the Damn. that's the weed brand mark. Like I overnighted something the other day Damn. to Toronto because that's and I should probably shouldn't say that out loud, but that's where Marshawn is right now. <clears throat> and he was going to be on. He was on the Conan O'Brien show yeah, on Tuesday that. night or something like that. And so what's today? Friday. So last Thursday, I embroidered something on a beanie and a hat, overnighted it to Toronto. They got it on Friday. He did his show with Conan, I think, on Monday, and the show aired on Tuesday. And it was the first time he ever wore anything with the new logo of his weed company that he's dropping Sick. called Doty. No way. And like, so I overnighted it, and I watched the Conan show last night, and it was like, Conan's like, Marshawn, you're like one of my favorite people. He said it like a hundred times, right? And that's kind of what I say about Marshawn too. Like, dude, he's he's he is, pretty amazing. He's yeah. a dope dude, and like he's he's a partner in this business also dope. too, right? Like, dope. I'm pretty fortunate to have like he has my back, right? <laughs> and, and I'm sort of going again. I'm, these are the long-winded sort of answers to a lot of your it. questions, right? So, so at the at the end of the day, it's like I got a big overhead to chase, and 2020 was a really really tough year for everybody, yeah, right? Like, right. I mean, it's it's been crazy. And you think you hear of all these these stories of businesses going under and yeah. like how do you survive? And, right. and the way I survived in 2020 is I shifted this whole place into a mask factory for about six weeks. We oh, did wow. nothing but make. We were cutting sewing masks in here. We made 50,000 masks in April. Damn. Right? Um, you when, had to adjust. How did you come up with that one? Like because sometimes you had to adjust. People, some people. What did you do? Yeah. But some people, it's like, oh man, I ain't gonna do that. What made yeah. you do the mask? So my girlfriend's mom said 
uh, it was March 28th, shelter in place. I'm tripping because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to just like, because I shut the shop down when the shelter in place happened, and I had a conversation. You're freaking out. And this is going back to the team side of things, and I'm like, I gathered everybody. We just did this roll. The Roland project was just getting started, so like, I took everybody to this digital synthesizer museum, and like, we were getting ready. COVID hits, shut down. Met everybody right on the other side of this wall here. My team was like 13 people at the time, and I'm like, hey everybody, I don't know what's gonna happen. And like, I'm no, I'm just some regular dude like you guys are. Like, <laughs> I'm listening to the news. I don't know what's gonna happen. Right. But the one thing I will promise is, I will give you, like, I will make sure that for as long as I can and for whatever I can is, I'm gonna make sure that we all that we all take care of each other somehow, right? Like, like people are worried about paying rent. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. like it was, it, it was, was real. real. Like it was scary. And I said, I will do everything in my power to figure out how to make sure that this group of people aren't the ones that aren't, that don't know how to pay their rent next month. Like whatever, whatever it takes, whatever I got to do, whatever we got to do, we got to figure it out. And that's the promise I'm going to make to you guys is that <laughs> I will do everything in my power to figure that out. Oh shit. So I'm like at home tripping, like, damn, like, like, you know, the world's going through this pandemic and March 28th, I'm talking on the phone to my girlfriend's mom. You know, she's like, she's like Castro. And she calls me Castro. She's like, Castro. She's like, you got to make masks. And I'm like, I was like, I mean, I don't know how to make masks. She's like, oh my God, you have all these t-shirts. You have all that fancy uh, embroidery equipment. She's like, you can make masks. And I had to stop and think. I'm like, huh, probably can. I think I can make masks. Let me think about that. Everybody's wearing them. Right? Yeah, yeah no, no, nobody's wearing them because nobody had any yet. Yeah. This was like, this is March. This is when people are still pushing this, the mask away. No, right not now. even not even that. People didn't know what was going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. People were still like, yeah. like, dude, I need to hide at home and I'm not going it outside. Like this, this, like, like the, the coronavirus is going to shoot me or something. Right. right? Like, it was people, airborne. People right. were tripping. Yeah. And so that, and that was, I want to say like a Friday or something. Right. And so Saturday morning, I call a couple people from my embroidery team, Bo and Yolanda. They come in Saturday morning and I said, all right, everybody. And there's just two of them and they know how to work all the machines and stuff. And I was like, let's see if we can make a mask today. And so we sat there and I have like, I have a box filled with all those samples somewhere. And we spent about 12 hours and we ended up with a mask that was like, it would cover your face, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I was like, damn, we need elastic. Like we need elastic. So Bo called his guy on a Saturday night, found this like, you know, the Chinese connect in China, I mean, in, San, in Chinatown in San Francisco, Bo runs out there, comes back with like 10,000 feet of elastic. Damn. And I was like, all right, we got elastic. So we figured out how to do it. I designed this thing where we could sew the elastic using into the fabric using our embroidery machines. And eventually I got this thing after two days. We did Saturday and Sunday. By Sunday, Damn. I had a mask I felt comfortable that I could push out. And I'll grab one in a second. Like, no um, way. Chris, Chris is wearing one over there right now. Nice. He's been wearing that thing ever since. <laughs> nice. And so, and, um, nice. and so, and yeah, we... We ended up getting, and my prediction was that I can make, <clears throat> Chris, how many did I think we could make in a day? What was my prediction? A thousand? A thousand yeah. in a day. Yeah. What I, what I predicted was I based on, yeah, based on that second day, I was like, I think we can get to a thousand masks a day. And where right? were you, like, and to who? Like, to... I mean, I didn't know, but I knew yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's a great question. I, like, yeah, you're right. Everybody was, no, see, the thing is. Because people weren't knowing that yeah, yet. Yeah, but that's the thing is people were telling me that like my girlfriend's mom was like people are going to need masks and you could make them wow <clears throat> so timing. so then then i get timing. a then i get a phone call though from one of my corporate That's clients which is pulling that trigger you know? yeah my corporate client taking a somewhere there's opportune in here this one opportune this company called opportune it's a uh, it's a lending company it's kind of like a bank they have 400 and something locations around <clears throat> around the united states and i do all their t-shirts and you know like i'm you know just i'm their t-shirt guy yeah and so, and I help distribute all their stuff to all their stores. So we'd ship stuff all over, all the time, all over the place for them. They call me like, Jeremy, can you get masks? And the one I'm wearing right now is, is from the batch of masks that I got for them because one of my factories in China, 
hit me up and was like, and this is the other inside information I had. My factory in China was like, Jeremy, you're going to need masks. Cause because China, they had the China jump got it already. Before us, they, right? already they already had knew. the jump. They already had so the I had a little bit of, you know, I had not only my girlfriend's mom encouraging me, but I had my factory in China like, yo, it's coming. Yeah, get ready. Get ready. <clears throat> like, so they're like, she's like, I can get you these if you need them. Let me know. My corporate client calls and says, we need like 100,000 masks. Already. And I'm like, call my, call Amanda in China and work out a price to see what it was going to cost. And, and um, she's like, okay, I can get them for you. I worked the deal out. I was like, guys, I can get you masks. You know, like I trust my source. I've been making stuff with them for a long time. You know, I was, I, it was a trusted network, a trusted distribution network, right? And they were holding some back for people like me that have been working with them for a long time. And they were like holding stockpiles back so they can distribute them to people like me that have a, a, a kind of a less established distribute, distribute oh, like was a non-governmental at the faith, at the kind faith, of, yeah. because everybody was, fight, everybody was fighting for Matt, like, you know, the government level, they were fighting, you know, people were like, hedge funds were buying all the masks up crazy because they knew they could flip them yeah right, right. so the game right. was getting the game was getting kind of nasty <clears throat> so i bought instead like basically i got the price down to whatever i can't even remember what it was for a hundred thousand masks charged opportune a fair price which was half the price of what everybody else was trying to charge them and i was going to get it faster than everybody else right and so what I did is I took that invoice that Opportune gave me, doubled up my masks, so I got 200,000 of them coming. 100,000 of them went to Opportune. Meanwhile, I'm starting to make masks here too, right? Because it was like, I can, yeah. and they were gonna be needed. So we were R&Ding, and we, were, we had the shop, like we ended up, I think, having 40, 40 45 people in here. Wow, um, helping. We had, just helping, we were cutting them. We had a distribution network of people in Alameda that where we would we would get the masks, we basically sew in the template, send them off. We had a driver every day driving to I don't know 15 different houses, and they would cut them up, and we'd pick them up from them the next day and drop off new ones. So that's how so we got to a thousand of them. Yeah. Is that we had a we had a network of probably 30 people in Alameda, doing some of the work at night, and then we just had you know pick up and drop offs every day. And then I also put, I think, five embroidery shops to work because none of them had any work to oh, do. Oh, shit. So I actually got five embroidery shops powered back up. So they were working. And at the end of the day, we made 50,000 masks, right? And I had 100,000 masks extra coming from this thing. So that's when I called Marshawn Lynch up. And I'm like, that's hey, Marshawn. Crazy. I was like, hey, dude, um, I'm, about to have, I'm about to have hella masks. Like, want to go give some out with me? He goes... You know, his answer every time was like, just tell me when and where. And I'm like, <laughs> just direct. I'm like, all right. Like, hey, Marshawn, the master, you know, they're stuck in customs. Like, you still down? He goes, hey, dog, just tell me when and where. I'm like, all right. Hit him up again. Hey, Marshawn, the master coming, you know, tomorrow. But, you know, tomorrow, like, or something. I was like, in my birthday, my birthday was April 21st. His birthday is April 22nd. And I was like, do you want to you want to give him out after your birthday or some shit? He goes, no, nah, let's, do, let's, let's do it now. And so... He, he rolls up here on my birthday. That's Everybody's tight. singing me happy birthday. He rolls in, gets some, gets some cake. Yeah, it's comedy. We hop in his van and we're bumping. Is this the van? Yeah. The van yeah, moment his, his, where his, you videotape yeah. the van? Yeah, we're in his. This is his, on YouTube. Yeah, we're in his Beast Mobile. No we're in his yeah. Beast Mobile. His Beast Mobile van, and basically we load up the van with, I think that day wow. maybe forty thousand masks, and he's like. He's driving. He's like, just tell me where to go. I'm like, all right, first stop, Highland Hospital. Yes. So I call my person at Highland Hospital. He's like, hey, I'm about to roll through with Marshawn and deliver some masks. He's like, all right, all right. So we roll up. There's like 50 people from Highland Hospital all waiting for us when we roll up. Of course. <laughs> and this is the comedy part because I want to say, so in order to understand who this music is, you have to be from the Bay Area. Yeah. Because... Nobody knows who Rappin' Ron and Aunt Diddley Dog are. Like, do you guys know <laughs> no, Rappin' Ron no, and Aunt Diddley Dog? No, 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 bad, no, The Bad Influence click. No. Think of Too Short, Get In Where You Fit In. Remember that yeah, first no, song? Yeah, I remember that. Get In Where You Fit In, yeah, cool. Yeah. You was a mark back in the high school. Well, yeah. 
The first part of that song is too short. The second part of that song is rapping Ron and Aunt Diddley. Dog. Oh, <laughs> rapping Ron, and he died. He worked at FedEx, and Damn. I think he, he died like. Damn. I want to say it was like 1998 or 99 Damn. or something like heart that. Heart attack or something? No, a car accident or something oh, like that, right? Damn. And so, crazy. Marshawn, that whole day was basically playing a rapping Ron and Ant Diddley song mixtape, right? And I was like, it was almost like a flashback to 1995, <laughs> except it was 2000, it was 2020, and me and Marshawn are in his van dropping off masks, right? And like so that's the music and we roll up to Highland Hospital the windows are down and rapping Ron and Aunt Dilly Dog are banging on the speakers and he's got some big speakers in that thing <laughs> and he rolls up and everybody's outside waiting and it takes him he had to wait till the song was over before he turned it off <laughs> oh, oh he, had to, he, had to, he had to stage for the song oh he parked yeah <laughs> and, and, so, and so and everybody's sort of waiting right it's kind like like literally <laughs> There's like 50 doctors and nurses and executives. And, Mar- and Marshawn was born at Highland Hospital too, right? Nice. And so music turns off and it was like, and that was just sort of what the day was like. And then he's like, all right, where, where are we going to next? I'm like, all right, I got this woman that Erico connected me with that was helping out with, uh, you know, the giraffes the, uh, yeah. under the overpass on MacArthur by Kaiser. Yeah. There's that homeless camp there. Yeah. So I was meeting this woman there that was doing this homeless network and we were dropping off masks to her. Nice. And then next I called up Aaron Craw because he saw what I was doing. He nice. goes, yo, do you want me to hook you up with the Alameda Food Bank? So we went to the Alameda Food Bank Perfect. and dropped off some. And then we went next door to the, the Alameda Point Collective that's right across the street. Then I have a friend who works at uh, Health Right 360 in San Francisco. So we went and dropped some off there. And then we went to the, they call them, what's the name? They call the um, something player, players, the, uh, damn. It's a group in San Francisco, the United Players. The United Players? The United what is Play- that? It's like a, who is that? OGs in San Francisco is the only thing that I could say, like straight up OGs, and they've got like a, a distribution network that helps sort of troubled communities in San Francisco, okay. like in the Tenderloin, oh, Bay wow. Point, oh, wow. and it's like, it's an OG network, right? And so Marsh, that's Marshawn, he's like, he pulls up to them, and I met this dude named Jamal Love. if you know who that is, he was the... Um, mm. He's uh he's the one that when Kamala Harris was getting um, elected to be the vice president or the the nominated, he's the one that got sent to jail, falsely imprisoned, went to jail for like four or five years. Shit. Under Kamala's watch. Right, right, Damn. right. He's and he was also one of the actors in um the last Black Man in San Francisco. If you saw that movie. No, I didn't oh, see that. Damn. It's an interesting one. So Damn. I met him that day, which Damn. was cool because him and I did some cool stuff together recently, and then um. So we just gave out hella mass that day. Then, on Marshawn's birthday the next day, say, like, hey, Marshawn, you want to go give out more mass? He's like, just tell me when and where. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's meet at Rob Ben's at your restaurant at like 12 o'clock. That's crazy. I didn't know what we were going to do. But I had everybody on my team taking all these masks, and we made 10 packs of them, right? 10 packs of masks in these little plastic bags. Okay. And we had all these extra little um, hang tags that had the Beast Mode logo on them, so we dropped the Beast Mode logo in each bag. Okay. And I think we did... A thousand bags, of, or it was like, what was it? We probably did twenty or thirty thousand masks, or maybe we had two or three thousand bags that, that we were stuffing. And then I like, I show up to Rob Ben's. Also, weirdly, this guy was kind of trying to convince. He was giving Marshawn a birthday present that day, and the birthday present was going to be an electronic tricycle. Okay. Electric tricycle. Okay. Because <clears throat> I guess Marshawn bought one and it busted down one time, oh, okay. and so this guy wanted to give him a new one. And plus, it's Marshawn, so he knows he's going to get some publicity. Yeah. And this guy called me about it because he knows that I do stuff with Marshawn and he was trying to wiggle for us to use those electric bikes while we distributed mass that day and I was like perfect because we need to figure out how to get around I'm like we're not going to ride bikes or something and it's going to be kind of hard if we're driving in the van and we have to get out and yeah so right. so this dude um Howard brought I think we had four electronic trikes that day and we started off at Rob Benz and we went from Rob Benz through North Oakland to Telegraph, down Telegraph, what? to Alta Bates, busted up the hill, hit MacArthur, went down to the lake, Damn. circled the lake, went downtown, saw some woman, she was, 90, like she was like 89 or 90 years old, have a birthday drive-by, uh. and it just so happens she 
like the whole family knew Marshawn, so we just literally were <laughs> standing outside while a parade of a hundred cars were driving by, no wishing this woman way. a birthday. Yeah, wow. it was dope. Wow. Then we go through West. Then we go through West Oakland. Jesus. Up back to to Rob Ends, and in the meantime, everywhere we went, we just giving people ten packs of masks, and like, it was dope. Like it was like, first of all, nobody was in the streets driving. So we were smobbing, like, yeah. we were smobbing. We were in these things, like, <laughs> driving in the middle of the, the street, middle of the street. doing donuts, like, like, running through red lights. It's like, we had the whole town to ourselves that yeah. day. It was ghost town. Wow. And so, Trippy. Yeah, so, we, so, that, so that was, like, my foray into masks. And meanwhile, my team back here is making masks. And we ended up selling probably 20 five thousand of them at like eight or nine bucks a piece probably wow. like because god somehow usa today found that we because I, I so this is what i did is that i did a it was an exercise to me i'm like okay we got to make masks i think i could figure that out once i figured out how to make a mask i gave it a name we were making we were taking t-shirts which kaiser and all the other hospitals said t-shirts that were at least six ounces in weight two layers like was better than nothing right it it was it was it was better than having nothing so i was like okay i got t-shirts they were all six ounce weight i called them t-masks right so we nice. just, and i Perfect. branded it built a website Perfect. did photo shoots made some little funny little stupid videos somehow usa today got wind of it i don't know how some nice friend of a friend probably told them or something and next thing you know this usa today article when all the hysteria over mass happens we were getting like 20,000 people to our website every day. Amazing. And that kept that kept 40 people paid for six weeks. Amazing. Almost bro. two months. So you were able to ride it through. Yeah. Damn, Jerry. Right? That is a hell of a story. That's Dude, crazy. crazy, right? It's crazy. Why everybody's stuck at home? You're the one out there doing donuts with Lynch. <laughs> Reinventing yourself. Yeah. Reinventing yourself. And I think you know. When I look back on it, That's all I crazy, all I think man. about it is is like I'm not doing anything abnormal, like like. It's like, not out of your character, basically. I, I'm down like I'm down with that part, but it's also not really that abnormal. Like, dude, wait, I wait. took some T-shirts, I cut them up and sewed them. Other people were doing it too. Like I wasn't the only one. Yeah. It just I think it just so happens that, like, I had a little bit more means. Like, I have a team of people that can help me. I had, like, equipment that I could do it on. And yeah. it's like... It just all set itself and, up. And it's most important, because so, a lot of people do it. You didn't fight when with yourself and, did not, and, and yeah. put down when somebody gave you that idea. Mm-hmm. You know, when... The, right, the he mother, was open to it. Yeah, he was yeah. open to it hardcore. Yeah. Which is a lot of businesses. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who got that business. And when times changes... They're like, nah, I'm not gonna go do that new yeah, thing yeah. or something. And you said, you know what? You had your hand on your dick. It's like, yeah. what? Let's do this. My my mom always makes fun of me too, cause when I call her, she just calls me her ideas, her idea man. Say, like, oh, what's my idea man doing now? Cause I always got ideas, and and you know what I what I recognize, cause somebody put something on some Facebook the other day. I'm trying to think of who it was, but it's like something like you said, Jeremy, you you know you know how to take ideas and turn them into reality right and i and i look back on that and i'm like all right and i just again i go back to the simple it's always the simple things it's like okay my girlfriend's mom suzanne hey castro you can make masks in my head i think i don't know how to make masks wait okay hold on wait maybe i know how to make masks you like i look like, at the machinery and, and this is and, and this is the math, this is the math ma- mathematician in yeah because that's what mathematics really is right it's like taking something and this and then you have a set of tools addition subtraction multiplication maybe there's other crazier math that you can get into but the building blocks of it are are addition subtraction and then it builds into multiplication then you get into exponents and and math is a series of building blocks right and then in principle you can solve any problem in math if you start off with the foundational building blocks now you might have to be the most genius person in the world to go from Plus and minus into some crazy, crazy, crazy math, right? Problems people can't solve. Mm-hmm. But it's the same principle. It's like, okay, you start off with something really basic. You keep building and building and building, building your understanding of it, building your knowledge base, right? And then mm-hmm. eventually 
when new problems come to you, you're like, okay, hold on, let me think of all the things. All right, I can figure that out. Yeah, okay, ah, that part I'm stuck on. How do I solve that? And maybe you call your friend that's smarter right, than you. Right, you ask around. Around. <laughs> you know? And I think that, oh, to shit. me, like the lesson that I've learned this year is, one is, I'm a doer. There's no question about that. Like, I've always been somebody that does stuff, right? Like, because I'm, I'm my mom's son. My mom, you couldn't keep my mom still because she always wanted to do stuff. Generally, she wanted to do things for other people, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I have that in me. My dad is a super compassionate person, right? So right. I've got this, like, I'm a doer that's compassionate. And I think you put those things together in a time like this pandemic shit, like, I'm going to do things and be compassionate about it. So, like, you know, one is, I told my team, I promise I'm going to figure out how you could all pay rent this month. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that was my motivation. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it wasn't even necessarily, like, that everybody need, needs masks, because I didn't know whether that... It was right. the well, thing. The, yeah, the idea know, wasn't even in yeah. people's mouths yet at you know, all. But the, but the sense was like Amanda at my factory in China. This is my girlfriend's grandfather clock right here. Nice. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. 8 o'clock? Is that what time is it, it is? Eight? Yeah, it's yeah, 8. Probably. But <laughs> yeah. question. All right. Well, it's not even a question. It's an observing. Like I was in the car. I came here like way before time. You know, when you came in here, you mean? Well, no, I was out there oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. drinking a beer, right? <laughs> and I was going to throw it away in your little recycle thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And the one thing I have noticed, I noticed before I stepped in, uh-huh. everyone left happy. Everyone was talking amongst each other, mm-hmm. laughing. Yeah, I know it's Friday. Mm-hmm. I know it's Friday, and we have all been at a job that that. We couldn't wait to get out <laughs> yeah. Monday or Friday. You get yeah, me? Right. Yeah. And so it when I saw that, I was like, all right, all right. I didn't think nothing of it. I could dig it. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, all right, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then when I came in, then I'm listening to you. Like, I feel like you, I don't know you like that, <laughs> but I feel like in hearing this, you make this place like you give these people I don't want to say hope but you make them happy that they work here mm-hmm. and that's that is a, a yeah. big you give them sense of pride that is a do. big influence like you just ask him and he's by himself working mm-hmm. you know and, Chris is like the Energizer Bunny right he's, and he's he just keeps if going. he hated this job Chris would have been the first one to leave oh, yeah, with out. the mask right, you right. made yeah, yeah. you get me mm-hmm. like I was seeing people just happy just mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, look at this. Mm-hmm. All right, just yeah, maybe yeah. let me go inside. Maybe they're just happy because I leave. But it's because yeah. it shows the character who you are, man. And we had Domingo spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On yeah. live TV. Jamming. Jamming. Domingo was talking in third person to me. <laughs> Domingo's about to get off soon. It's like, you know, uh, no, like, I was like, yeah, you're on camera right now. You're on camera now. I'm like, damn, <laughs> put my probation officer don't see this. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> but it's you, man, like, who makes this hey, run? I, I appreciate it. You that. know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. big. That's big. But I think, I think you know, I'm always going to deflect it away from me of just, course, beca- just because, are. right? And I think it's really, I like to think that my, my best quality is that I find out how to appreciate people, I think. You know, where everybody's different, right? Like, you got to figure out how to learn people. And mm-hmm. when you learn people, and you can learn to appreciate who they are and what they care about and what they want and, mm-hmm. and what they love, mm-hmm. and you recognize that, that's what people really, I think everybody wants, is like a little bit of just appreciation. Exactly. Right? Exactly, man. Yeah, and it's like if you exactly. can give that and, and empower people to, to feel that, it's going to bring out the best of them. And I think that that's just to bring it back to to me and Domingo and old school stuff like I mean I mean like these little pictures right here you were gone when we pulled those out but they were sitting on my girlfriend's grandfather's grandfather clock right here yeah and like that's my friend Calvin 1989 I'm looking at the back right and Calvin's no longer with us right um and his brother Larry's no longer with us also and and we yeah. and we go way back, like so. You know, that's the same year I met Domingo, 1989. Yeah. Right around there. Yeah, right? and I told you about Uncle Kenny. Yeah, Uncle Kenny. What's up, Uncle Kenny? Shouts out to Kenny. He just, he just yeah. got he just got goat. He just got greatest of all time game by at the at the 
at the pimp players the pimp ball. Player. No way. <laughs> yeah, dude, the picture I was showing you. That he was got last the week. He got a trophy for that. Like, the trophy goat. He got the goat trophy. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we got yeah. your go, neighbor. Uh, we yeah. gotta get him. Oh, Uncle Kenny. Oh, we is, gotta get I mean, Uncle he's, Kenny. He, he's still like I will. I, I I should call him right now just because. Oh my what, God! Should I? No, no, no. no, no, no. You sure? But you sure? Dude, I no, want to talk to that dude. We should call him. I want to talk to that dude. Oh. Oh man, I want to call him so bad. Yeah, I'm gonna send him this picture. Though. This is what I'm. Gonna, so, <laughs> so going back to me and Domingo, right? Like, I think that like the the history mm. of playing sports together, or like. Yeah. You know, because we played football together mm-hmm. for a couple of years at Alameda. Yeah. Um, and I think that everything that I like, I have a big ass family, hella cousins, hella aunties, hella uncles. Nobody looks like. I mean, my dad and I look identical. Yeah, my you're brother identical. looks like identical, identical. But all Jay. my other, all my other cousins, because essentially, like my 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 dad has mostly sisters, so none of my cousins have the same last name as me. Okay. Right. Got it. And we're all we're all half. But like half Chamorro, which is Guamanian, and something else. Like and I'm you half, have black. I'm half Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm half yeah. Italian. My other cousins are half Filipino. Yeah. Like half white. Half yeah. this. And amazing. And so my family just looks like. I mean, all my aunties. All my aunties. We all. You could tell everybody's related there. But then once, thing. It's my family just looks. We all look different, right? And so, growing up in a big family, the dynamics of everything are really like I learned how to work within a big functioning group like we have a big old party at our house or my grandma's house you know i show up and i was a little kid or something and the, you know my the first rule was jeremy you have to go say hello to every single person yep the respect hug and a kiss to every single person whether respect. you know them or not but that's that old school yeah, yeah. that's the respect yeah. Come in there and... it is it's that old school yeah. thing and so that to me was like that taught me a lesson and the lesson was is you give people respect when you meet them whether you know them or not, not yeah. right you just that's your first thing you got to give is your respect and and respect is this weird thing we can i don't know exactly what respect is but it just really means to me it just means kind of like love like let's lead with love you know looking at your sweatshirt right mm-hmm. there like love yeah. is love is the thing that you that you should lead with lead like lead with right and if and if it starts there that's a good place for it to start, right? And so, like, and then you think, then I think of the dynamics of being around a big family of, like, okay, it's chaos. Kids running around this, this, this. Nonstop. And somehow learning to function within that chaos and also being mindful of the things that I have to think about, like, don't break this, don't knock right, this, don't right. say bad words or whatever, even though I said a lot of bad words. But, like, <laughs> like those kind of things... Um, as a, in a family dynamic taught me a lot of lessons of how to interact with a lot of different people. And then I look at sports. Sports was a, was a very structured yep. environment of a lot of people. And you had a coach. And I was we're very fortunate to have, I think, had very good coaches yeah. in our day, right? Yeah. Whether it be some Babe Ruth stuff or yeah. some Alameda High School football stuff and we played basketball. Yeah. You know, like, to have good coaches in your life is I think one of the most constructive things that you could have as a kid because coaches they're like an extended parent yes but but they're not the boss no they're not trying to be the but they're guides yeah they're guides guides to life mentors and I think your mom kind of fits that role your mom was probably like a coach to a lot of kids because she wasn't a teacher no or she she wasn't like like this strong authority right yeah you know like no, you know, your she might people might have been wearing their hat in the hallway, not supposed to. Maybe your mom would have told people every now, like, hey, take your hat off. But she wasn't probably having to enforce things because people probably showed her a lot of respect and listened to her. And it's because I think in a lot of ways, coaches, a good coach, is somebody that they're not an authoritarian figure. They're more of somebody that's there to guide you, right? And so I learned a lot from not only the people I played with, but from coaches. And even here at this job, like somebody called me boss, and I'm like, yo, hey, we don't we don't use that word around here. <laughs> like, 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 don't call me boss. You know, you can call me Jeremy, you can call me Castro, you can call me coach, you can call me something, but just don't use that word boss. I'm not going to use that word employee. I'm not going to use that word whatever. Like, I don't want to, I don't want those words to create the hierarchy. Div- yeah, divide. Yeah, like those words will. If we use those words, we buy into that system that those words are around. It's the old system. It is. And I think it's like, you know, like even like thinking, 
Like I remember when I was in high school, Mr. It might have been Mr. Kaplan. Mr. Kaplan. Mr. Kaplan. Like, he with said, the glasses. Yep. Looked like he, Harry Potter. Yep, straight up. And he was like, he was economics cool. and yeah, um, cool dude. Yeah, he was super smart. Like I, he was one of my favorite teachers. And he, one day I said something like, "Oh man, I got gypped." I can't remember what it was for. Like maybe, you know, the people that went around and got sold cookies or something during fourth period, <laughs> and and they only gave me two cookies instead of three. And I'm like, "Oh come on, I got gypped." And Mr. Kaplan's like, hey, Jeremy, you know, do you know what JIP means? Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, Kaplan, and I was right. like, I mean, it means I, I didn't get three cookies. Yeah, <laughs> you know? let's like, keep it real. Yeah. And he goes, well, you know, when you say that, you're actually, you're talking derogatory towards gypsies. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. No, oh, yeah, gypsies. And I, I thought like, it was ja- Japanese. No, it was no gypsies, like jip, like you got gypped. Oh. Like, in, like not like japped, but gypped, yeah, right? Yeah, gypped. And so gypped had to do with like the derogatory word towards a gypsy. Interesting. And I was like, really? Like, it's like, damn, I've been using that word for a long time. I was like, I didn't. I'm like, I don't even know what what are gypsies? Like, what like what are they really? Wow. You know? And he like told me a little bit about yeah. the cultures of gypsies around the world and all this stuff. And I was like, okay. I maybe I'm not going to use that word no more, right? right? Like, you know, educated. Yeah, on, like all of a sudden it's like, you know, and I can think of a thousand words that we keep using every right, day, especially right. like in the world of racism and social justice, and thinking of all the words we use that that perpetuate structure and hierarchy and racism and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. right? And I think so here at this place, I'm like, well, let's just not use words like boss, employee. Or even like customer, I was like, I don't even really like that word either. Yeah. You know, because that just means that the relationship is a straight up transaction. Right. And like, whatever it is we do, like if you come to me and you need some T-shirts, like an example is the East Oakland Collective. It's a group out of East Oakland. <clears throat> They're doing really really dope stuff there. I got wind of from this photographer named Amir, who I had just met, that they were doing a cleanup in Oakland on a Saturday. And I hit up Amir. I'm like, hey, it sounds like you guys can have a lot of people doing some cleanup. Like, you guys you guys got some T-shirts? Like, mm-hmm. wearing a uniform or something? He goes, nah, I don't think so. He's like, you should talk to this woman, Candace. She's organizing it. She's like, no, we can't really afford to give everybody T-shirts and this and this. I was like, hey, well, how about, how about I just print you up some shirts and give them to you? You know, because I feel like if you guys are out cleaning up in Oakland and you're all wearing the same shirt. Yeah, uniformed. Everybody's going to know who you guys are and also know that you're part of an organization and, and maybe everybody's going to feel a little special, too, because, you know, it's like they're out there. Not only are you out there doing something good, but now you've got this community of people that are doing something good. And that's the philosophy I kind of I kind of take. So it's they're not they're not my customer. Like, I'm not trying to, like, sell you some T-shirts. I'm trying to, like, just get you some T-shirts because they would be helpful to you. Yeah. Right. Like, this, so, they, I'm sorry. to yeah, yeah. And it goes back to what we was talking about. Right. About the teacher who is treating you mm-hmm. like. Uh, dude, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> You're in the for right the tenth class. time, <laughs> you belong in. I'm like, here's my schedule. It says it right here. Is it those <laughs> moments that made you grounded? Because it, see, I, I feel like you're a ground. You're a, you know, like the rock. You, was, you know, he was like, I'm the people's champ, and you <laughs> are. You seem to be a people's person. Mm-hmm. Like I bet you these employees. If I came in here, right? And ran ruckus. Teammates. Teammates. And I apologize. (laughs) Teammates. And I ran ruckus. And I came at you. I guarantee you they would have came at me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Were they soldiers? Oh, yeah. I don't know, know, man. You look like you might be able to knock somebody out. But (laughs) I ain't no Marshawn Lynch, right? Uh, Yeah. But no, but I'm saying, like, like, I'm saying, like. I think I'm my back. Right, because you got theirs. Yeah. And is that part of that ground? Yeah, your mom. And your pops get, had your back and they raised you precisely. Mm. But is it part of that people didn't believe in you and you're like, you know what? I know how that feels and I'm never going to forget See, it. I, you know, I don't think so because I think the people that didn't believe in me are far and few between, I think. There's only a couple people that didn't that didn't believe in me, I think, in my and life. And I think, I think that's just who you, yeah. like, knowing who you yeah. are. Like, if you know who Jeremy is, like... That's the type of person he is. He's yeah, because Miss Kyle person. didn't know me. That was the problem. No, yeah. But she ended up being my boss when I was teaching Alameda High. She was the person that was, and she the one that approved to hire me. So what made I brought Jeremy? it up? What made you Jeremy brought Jeremy? it up? I brought it up to her. I was like, Miss Kyle, do you remember when? <laughs> and she goes, Oh yeah, Jeremy, I remember you. You know, she remembered. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah. And she, I think it, to her, interesting. That was, I think it was part of her strategy. She was like testing me. She was like, hey, you know what? This class is going to be hard. Are you in it to win it or not? She didn't want to waste any time, you know? Yes. So, yeah. <clears throat> she, she, and exactly. She didn't want me in there wasting her time. Yeah. Right? And she tested me that day. And I said, you know what? Like, I, I am in this class. And I am, you know. Like, I'm a ham. I'm going to try. Yeah, I am what I am. <laughs> like, I think on my Instagram, it's, it's like I was looking at this quote today. I don't even know where I got it. I think I literally made it up. But this is what it says. It says, I am what I am and I ain't what I ain't. Except when I am, which might be tomorrow. Except when I am, which might be tomorrow. Like I am what I am. That's some like yeah. some Popeye. I yeah. am what I am what I am, right? <laughs> and I ain't what I ain't. So right. if I ain't it, I ain't it, right? right? Like you know. Sorry. Except when I am, which might be tomorrow. So it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a right. possibility. I, possibility. I might not be it right now, but that doesn't mean that I can't be that. Right. right? And I think and I think that's kind of what it is. Is like I am what I am. And I might not be the best person at calculus today, because I'm not that. Yeah. But tomorrow, if I if I try hard enough, like I could figure that out. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, I I can get yeah, there. I can. I think I can figure that it's out. It's the faith of keeping. Yeah. You know, like I I know I can figure this out. It's just gonna take a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Chell. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode with Jeremy Castro. Um, amazing stories, right? <laughs> um, get ready for the next one. I hope you're really enjoying it. Um, I know I am. So uh, I'll see you next episode. Yay!